Hi, I'm Kirsten Galloway. Welcome to the Actually I Can podcast. This is a podcast for when you want to be encouraged by hearing someone share a struggle they got through or a goal that they accomplished, and in the process, discover that actually I can. These are conversations with friends that are just ordinary people. They're living extraordinary lives. You're listening to episode eight with Mariah Keel. One of my favorite memories of Mariah was when she was our babysitter so many years ago. My kids would sit at the window watching and waiting for her to arrive with such great anticipation. They couldn't wait to see what activities she had planned for the evening. Maybe making campfire donuts, melting crayons into art, or an intense game of knee hockey. Um, that might be a Minnesota thing, I'm not sure. But needless to say, my kids absolutely adored her then and they still do now. Fast forward 12 years or so, Mariah is a young but already experienced missionary who is about to start a new adventure in California. Today's conversation with Mariah will encourage you so much. So listen in. Well, Mariah, welcome to Actually I Can Podcast. Thank you. So glad you're here. Oh, it's exciting to finally see this dream coming true. Yeah. Um, so for everyone who's listening, I'm here with my dearest friend, Mariah Keel. And Mariah and I talked about this podcast back in, I don't know, April. And yeah. um, she really helped me through this because I was like, I have this idea, but I don't know, like, what business do I have doing a podcast? And... I was telling Mariah that I felt God was putting on my heart and I wanted to make it happen. But like I said, I'm not like a podcaster. And she said, you know, you're just being obedient. Like this is your offering to God. Like all you can give is what you have, which is yourself. And it took so much pressure off of me when you said that because I didn't have to pretend to be like a great podcaster or I didn't have to have the best voice or the best technology. All I had to do was offer what I had to the Lord and then he would use it. And that was just like something that not only did I learn it for this podcast, but I think it's just a great life lesson. So thank you so much. Oh, I love it too. Um, I'm Mariah's here because she's about to leave the state of Minnesota to embark on a grand new adventure. (laughs) And um, she's just been through also though a period of transition And so I wanted to talk to her about this and to find out like how she's been navigating it and what she's thinking and talk about like, how does a person do that? So, but before we get into it, I wanted to um, tell the audience about how we met. Yes, years ago. Yeah. So Mariah used to babysit for our kids and I would come home from our date, and then the kids would go to bed, and Glenn would go to bed, and then Mariah and I would sit and talk. Yes. And that's how our hours. friendship was born, and I love that. Now here, you're like a real live adult who's crushing <laughs> it in life. Sometimes. And, <laughs> and um, we've just gotten to be good friends, and we've been to Prue together a bunch. Just did life together, so it's a really special friendship. I really love you. Me too. You've been a huge gift to me since I was 12 or 13, I think. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Ah, And now I'm 26. You're still just a baby. I know. I feel like it. (laughs) Um, So can you tell uh, um, our listeners a little bit about the last, let's say, 
six months of your life like oh you know what actually even go back a little further like just tell them about, a little bit about your background because I think that's super important about sure. where you're going now yeah so I I grew up in Minnesota with a awesome family who loves the Lord I have an older sister and a younger brother who I adore and now a little nephew as well mm -hmm. um, and so, brother-in-law who you also and brother-in-law I know of you course. do yes. yes I just include him in there right away um, so I went to Heritage, same school as the Galloways, and then went to college at University of Northwestern St. Paul. So I loved doing ministry. I learned that from going to Peru for, man, I think 13 years or so. Um, so I went to do ministry and intercultural studies, would love to do full-time missions someday, and then also love doing outdoor education. So I got an outdoor leadership minor. and. For the past few years, I've been using that probably the most. I've been a, a gap year RA at a camp. I've been outdoor education leader, wilderness leader. So I just love being outside, love nature, and love youth. Mm -hmm. um, so I've Little been doing fun that. fact, you have your rapid water rescue certification yes, or something. Yep. I think that just sounds so fierce. Oh, that and my and my wilderness rescue first oh. aid. That's a fun one, too. Oh, wow. They're, they're expired now, but I still count them. So if yeah. I ever get lost in the forest, I know who to call. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> yes, that was one of the best jobs ever, uh. scariest and best. And now the past year, I've been home in Minnesota, kind of digging my roots down again. And just in the past six months, a huge change has come. And I've been, I was dating a guy, one of my best friends for two years. And six months ago, just really felt God's lead to break up and and to go a different way and really excited with where he's bringing me, but a really hard season also. So in a week or two, I will be moving to California. So this is a huge change. Um, now single, I'm moving to California and attending a ministry school. So that's kind of the next season, a transition that you mentioned earlier. Uh, it's just remarkable, like how much has changed in such a short time. And we laugh, even though you probably cried over it at certain points where so you had a really big breakup. I mean, of course, every breakup is difficult. And then you added a pandemic, right in a pandemic. Yeah, right before quarantine, of course. And and yeah, and you were with me through all of that. And just um, the relationship was really sweet and really, like I said, best friends and still really, really good friends. Um, but really both of us knowing that we want to follow God above everything else and through prayer and through dreams is really hearing mm -hmm. God's voice that mm -hmm. this is we need to go a different direction and me really feeling led to go to California and him to Brazil mm -hmm. and he's a missionary in Brazil and now me going to a ministry training school in California um, both of us so excited for each other, but it's, it's been very, very hard yeah. and very challenging, especially when quarantine hits right after that. So we've been talking because this is like a major game changer in your life. Like you were going along in camp ministry. You had lots of different opportunities in that. You've loved it. It's taken you all over the United States and, you know, share with the folks too, like you've been on many mission trips too. So like Going to new different places is not weird for you. True. Yeah, I love I love new experiences. I love the challenge of learning a new culture and meeting new people. And I get a lot of that from my parents. They're huge gypsies, I guess, <laughs> where yeah. we love traveling, we love exploring. And, and part of that, too, is they, they brought us to Peru when I was 
probably in sixth grade or so, mm -hmm. and going to Peru every year since then. And then um, through college and through high school, I went to Panama, Costa Rica, Poland, Uganda a couple of times, Thailand, just all these amazing places. And, and in each place, really just seeing how God is at work in so many different countries and places. So that's kind of what sparked a lot of that fire. And so many relationships that you've built, right? Yes. You are a person made, we all are made for relationship, but I think that's something you're really gifted at. Oh, thank you. I, I do love people. I think there's uh -huh. so much beauty in relationships, so that is very important. Which also then makes it a bigger challenge for you to go off now to California to, it's Bethel, right? Yep. Is it Bethel or is it Bethel Ministries or Bethel? Yeah. Well, if you've heard of Bethel Music, so that's in Redding, California, they have, it's a very popular mm -hmm. music industry. Um, so that's part of Bethel Reading Church. So okay. it has tons of different programs. The one I'm going to be attending is the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Oh yeah, okay. And I kind of giggle because to me it sounds like a Harry Potter school I or something. I thought the same thing when you were saying <laughs> yeah. that. But it is just an amazing place where they really want to inspire anyone from ages 18. They said to to even 90 year olds have gone. Wow. And just setting a spark in the believers to want revival and to know who they are and to know who God is and to bring that to the world. And they live with such joy and the fruit that's come out of this program and through this church is so exciting to me. And so the invitation's big and I'm excited for it, but it definitely has had a cost. So um, you have known about this opportunity or that it exists and it might be something that you would consider for a while. Yeah. So I heard about it three years ago from a mentor of mine. And at that time, like I said, in a relationship, just lots of my world was already planned out. And so mm -hmm. I kind of tucked that aside and didn't think too much about it. But when I had heard about it, it sounded awesome. Just didn't seem like the right time. And as the breakup happened and afterwards, just having dreams and talking with God mm -hmm. and listening and, mm -hmm. and feeling so clearly, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do now is go to this school. So the clarity in that was so real. And that was something I wasn't having in the relationship. I just mm -hmm. could not get myself to, to marriage or to fully commit. And then when this came along, it just made sense. I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and that's all through prayer and listening to the Lord's voice and being mm -hmm. able to see the invitation and then go. So the program's nine months long and then if you want to do more than that, you can sign on for another year up to three years. It's gonna take you in some amazing places. You have no idea. Yeah, I really don't have any idea. Are you so I'm really, It depends on the day yeah. for sure. I think there's, there's moments where especially I would say anxiety can come of all the different things that need to fall into place yeah with tuition and my car breaks down I'm driving it across the country and yeah so things like that but I wouldn't say scared is is there it's yeah. a lot more just how is this all going to happen and new people like you really you've made some friends that you're going to room with yeah that's all been online yep FaceTime that's the way yeah and so you're gonna you're going out there with like no one that you really know and not really knowing what's going to happen, which I think is really cool. It seems like you really know that this is the next step for you. Yeah. It's, I think, very rare sometimes to really have such clarity. And the Lord's been faithful to give me that. 
in certain parts of my life, but this especially, just such clarity and excitement for what He has. And my prayer is always, Lord, may my, may my heart be aligned with Yours. May my heart love what You love and be passionate for what You're passionate about. And it really is in this season, this next step. He's really put it, put it on my heart, and, and now I get to go do it. Something you shared with me before was about um, the meaning of the tattoo you have. Yes. And how that has really resonated with you, especially in this time. Can yes. you explain that? So I have one on my back that I got after college. And so it's mountains, and then underneath it, it says Hineni. So I'm named after Mount Moriah, so that's why I got the mountains. And in Genesis 22, it's Abraham and Isaac going to Mount Moriah. And as God calls Abraham right in the beginning of the story, Abraham responds to God's call just saying, Here am I. And in Hebrew, it's Hineni. So Hineni. Hineni, okay. yes. And that response was interesting to me because I saw it multiple times in Genesis and a lot of times involving Abraham. And as I read into it more, just seeing that Hineni is this response of surrender hmm. and a response of giving everything you've got before you even know what's coming. Wow. And that was what I... Decide, I want that for my life. As God has called me, I want my response to be Hineni. Here am I. I'm all in, whatever you have, and I'm and I'm excited for whatever you have, whether it's really hard or really easy. Obviously for Abraham it was sacrificing his son Isaac, but it turned out to be this huge test of faith that that he proved to be this man of God. Uh-huh. And so I want that to be my life that I'm ready to say yes to whatever he invites me to. That's so beautiful. A it hard invitation. A, it is, is a hard good. invitation. You talk about like an invitation, like the invitation to go to Reading and to be at Bethel sounds like so exciting and amazing. But you talk about like the invitation sometimes means suffering. Like, what do you mean oh, by that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think invitations can be really challenging because for me an invitation sometimes it it has a positive connotation which is good because Mm -hmm. I think that is so often what God does is he invites us to do something we can choose not to or we can choose to do it but oftentimes I think growth and and change is necessary in our lives and and a lot of times in order to have growth there has to be death and in order for life, there has to be death mm, of something. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that in this season, that in order to, to have this life that's coming, there needs to be space and, and death for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So the end of something. The end of something, to start something, uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. And that season of kind of moving through the last part of your life, the last season of your life, that wasn't easy, right? I mean, because listening to you and like you're just clued into the Lord and you're faithful in what you do and you're so intentional and I'm inspired by you in those ways, especially. And but explain how that's not always as easy as it sounds. Oh, yes. I I think we touched on this a little bit, but quarantine was hard. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of people have felt that. But definitely by just breaking up and then having quarantine and it's dark and it's winter there's, that's a low spot for sure. Yeah. And something I've really sensed from God is that we need to be so close to him. We need to be so intimate with Jesus because that is our source of life. 
whether it's sunny out or not, whether we have tons of people around us or not, we mm-hmm. have everything we need in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that has been something I've held on to so tightly in this time. So whether the invitation is to to have a death of something where it's challenging and super hard, mm-hmm. um, I know there's hope because Jesus is with us mm-hmm. in that whole invitation and knowing that there's hope coming out of that and yeah. growth and green and flowers and I think of just a lush space that's coming but there has to be that darker season sometimes before that I can totally hear the love of farming in your description <laughs> I know it comes out even like that yeah it? tell people about that yeah I I love farming love gardening I really see so I've been doing that since college it came out of nowhere totally the Lord just placing this desire on my heart to want to farm I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. Um, but learning farming through four or so different jobs on farms and gardens and just seeing how God has created us to work the land and to see things grow and to tend to things and how that Mm -hmm. brings life out of us to Mm -hmm. actually do that. To tend to things. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And that's, it's biblical. Like there's so many parables that involve plants and farming and all of a sudden those things come alive as you're doing it yeah you love being in nature I when whenever you've been stressed you'd be like I just need to be outside yeah. I need fresh air like I can't be inside and yes. you I I know that you know you see God everywhere in creation we're sitting outside right now and you can probably hear the cicadas because <laughs> uh, they're so loud and there's like a tractor or something too. So it just is like a good soundtrack for a Mariah podcast because <laughs> this is what you're all about. Yeah, this is home. California is going to be good for you for that. Yeah. Versus Minnesota winter. Oh my gosh. No, I can't do it. So I'm excited to be able to grow things year round. That's right. the first time ever. Maybe you'll get involved in a farming thing or something out I there. I hope so. Who knows, right? Yes. What are you most excited about doing out there? Oh, I'm most excited for space, space to learn. I'm going to be taking classes and I get to actually sit and be in classes again, being poured into by these huge pillars of faith that I get to listen and learn and have space to listen to God and, and not be, I work a lot and Uh I'm really busy right now. And so just having the space to really grow and learn. I kind of am thinking of it as a sabbatical of, wow, this was a very, this has been a challenging, hard season with beauty in it, of course, Mm -hmm. but a challenging, weary season. And this next season coming up just feels like springtime and summer and feels like there's so much to learn and so much to soak in and this invitation of, for Jesus and I just to be really close. Yeah. And it hasn't been super simple. Like, it sounds like this amazing dream come true, but, I mean, you've been up against roadblocks like your car breaking down. Yes. Right? Trying to figure out finances. Uh-huh. Um, you, we've talked about how, like, sometimes Satan will put, like, lies in our minds and how we overcome that. How do you get through that stuff? Like, how, because that's just human, right? That's a human yeah. experience. That's a good question. I... Something I, that really helps me is journaling yeah. and spending time with the Lord. And something I that's been super helpful that I learned in the past six months or two years or so is how to journal by writing down what you're hearing, what some of the self-talk you have on one side of the page, and then 
as you're seeing, some of those are lies. For me, one that comes up often is I'm not good enough. Which is so crazy, but I mean, <laughs> we all have that feeling. Oh, it's there. Or I'm yeah. not seen or um, I'm not being taken care of. Uh. And as I feel those things, which I know are lies, that goes against scripture, I draw an arrow then to the other side of the page. I look up scripture and then I write down what's true. So for ones like I'm not good enough, I write down things like Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, mm -hmm. that I'm perfect, that Jesus has chosen me, that I am holy and loved. And so writing down these truths and dwelling on those things and as trials come up or as my muffler falls off of my car oh. or anything that comes against me, yeah. I'm able to hold on to that truth and remember that, wow, these things are happening, but God is faithful and that's the truth I'm going to hold on to and I'm going to choose that. Uh -huh. That kind of discernment is such a gift. And it sounds like to me and what I've seen you do over the years is be really intentional hmm. about spending time with God. And like the journaling is such a ex good example of like, d like dwelling on the positive, refusing to accept the lies. Yes. Um, is it easy or is it difficult? Like, do you do you feel like the better you get at it, the challenges are harder and harder? Ooh, I, I would definitely say it's practice, and it's something that is so worth it when you put the time in to really dwell and be with the Lord and I mm -hmm. mean this even sometimes I just sit in a chair and I picture okay Jesus I don't have much this morning I'm sleepy I'm gonna hold my coffee and <laughs> just meet with you and yeah. I close my eyes and I picture going into the throne room and and oftentimes just this intimate sweet invitation of God the Father inviting me to come sit on his lap mm -hmm. that morning and I just sit with him and and I Sometimes don't say anything. I just let him hold me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I ask him what's on your heart. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I let him ask me questions. And, and it's really this, just this space of dwelling with the Lord. And the Bible says that, that Jesus said that we are to be one as the Trinity is one. So we have that invitation to have such unity and communion with Jesus and mm -hmm. with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what brings life. Mm -hmm. If you been searching for what to do next and this seems to be just the most beautiful answer what do you say to someone who is where you were six months ago or mm -hmm. eight months ago or you know before you really knew that this was what you wanted to do like and they're struggling they're like I just don't know I'm not sure what my next move is but I know it's not what I'm doing now what do you what would mm -hmm. you give advice for, for in that situation I would definitely say stay faithful. Mm -hmm. There's many times in life that we don't know what's going on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very often for me. I'm 26. I've moved a ton. I've had many jobs. But in each, in each space, I want to stay faithful to God. And that means really knowing Him. I mean knowing Him through Scripture and through prayer and going on walks and talking with Him and sitting with Him. Um, so having such intimacy with the Lord, that is the most important thing I think we can have in this world is to know our God intimately. And through that, then to just say, I'm going to stay loyal. I'm going to stay faithful. Whether I know the next step or not, whether it's clear or not, I'm going to stay faithful because there's nothing better than to be with the Lord. Mm. So sometimes there's seasons that you just need to keep 
holding on to that and telling yourself that truth. And then there's some seasons like mine right now where it's so clear. But I can tell you for two years it was not, and I had to stay faithful. And knowing that those two years brought forth so much life and and matured me and brought, um, yeah, such experience that I never would have had otherwise. Yeah. But now I get to have a season of clarity, which is beautiful. And in all of it, we stay faithful. That's so exciting. Uh, And you had a chance this summer to enjoy that new, beautiful, handsome smart little nephew <laughs> yeah. of yours right yes i'm obsessed and you're gonna be actually a little closer to them nine so hours so that's i'll take pretty it cool yeah you can't drive to um wash washington yeah, Seattle. yeah from mm-hmm. minnesota very in nine hours i've done it it took uh, it took 24 hours oh gosh. with no stop so it definitely definitely is a trek i'm so excited for you and me what too. god has for you and you have to promise me you'll come back in a year and report back, right? Yes, you got it. Um, and then before we go, though, I there's something that I wanted to ask you about. You have, you know, really your whole life been following the call of the Lord on your life, and it's amazing. You have also a brother and sister, and they're different from you in that way. Like, they are also amazing believers and followers, but they've had a different path. So talk to me about what it's like to be a middle child <laughs> with those two awesome people on yeah. either side of your birth order. That's, yes, I have the best family, the best parents, and the best siblings. Um, My older sister and my younger brother are actually both nines on the Enneagram, if you're an Enneagram person. And I am a hardcore middle child, and I'm an Enneagram four. So, Which you didn't like at first. No, at first I was like, (laughs) that is not true. There's no way. I don't agree with this thing. And as I started reading into it, it said, if you're a four, you probably don't agree with this. You probably think you don't fit in the box. And I, then I gave up. I said, okay, that's probably You've true. You learned to see that clearly this is. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, part of the intimacy with God has come through feeling a lot of those middle child feelings. Because yeah. middle children is just a real thing that sometimes you feel not seen or not heard. And that's not because anyone's doing that to you. But just because of being in the middle of two amazing people, it sometimes you have those tendencies. And I think oldest children and youngest children have their own gifts and struggles as well. And as a middle child, I think the I don't feel seen or I don't feel heard comes up a lot. Okay. And as a four, um, that is also very important to feel seen and known and loved. Uh-huh. So I kind of get the, the double whammy on it. You do. I do. And I think... That has really actually brought me to some really sweet places with Jesus. And so oh. anyone else out there who's a four or a middle child, I think something that's so important is to remember that you find your value, you find your worth and your home and your acceptance in Jesus first. And in Him you lack nothing. And when you're full in that place, then all of a sudden you can see your family differently and your friends differently and you can enjoy that instead of trying to get something out of it so finding your your everything in Jesus first that we lack nothing in him and then you can go to the other places full yeah I love that you've discovered that I wanted you to share that because I mean that's pretty special and for anyone who's in like feeling that they aren't seen or heard that's just such an important thing whether they're middle child enneagram or or four or whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's so true um and I just want to end on those things that you were just saying because you and I have talked a lot about that over the last few months 
which, um, and I'll let you say it, but about how we have everything we need. Hmm. Yes, it comes from Psalm 23. And that if, if you don't know Psalm 23, I really encourage even for that to be one that you memorize because I find myself constantly going back to that when I need a place of home or a place of rest. And it, and then the, the phrase of I lack nothing is, is really what catches me. Mm-hmm. And that has been really big in my life in these, pa- in these past six months. And remembering that even though I might feel certain things, I can run to Jesus for I lack nothing. Mm-hmm. And being filled by Him, being taken in by Him, going under His wings and remembering His goodness. And even in Psalm 23 that His goodness pursues us every day of our lives that that we get to be pursued with goodness and love and lacking nothing so then when do i i have nothing to complain about i i have everything i need who cares if your muffler falls off (laughs) right the perspective (laughs) changes doesn't it it totally does and that's something that has just resonated with me too um during this last few months when i have felt Uh, discouraged Mm -hmm. or for whatever reason so thank you for sharing that you always inspire me you always point me to Jesus Mariah I always leave a conversation with you feeling just so full my heart is so full so I'm gonna miss you a lot but I know we've had times before where we haven't seen each other for a period of time and I'm just gonna know you're there and we can connect but I just want to wish you so much love and blessing and God's goodness and Maybe some struggles along the way yeah. because we know that those things um, make us even stronger. So yes, well, it's all very mutual. Mm-hmm. I always say to whenever I see you, it's like sunshine and, oh, and just getting to soak to in that that warmth and that light. Mm-hmm. So your friendship and your mentorship to me for years has been a huge gift. So it's an honor to be a part of this with you. And thanks for being on the podcast so much and for helping it become uh, a reality. It's a joy. Thank you. Recording this conversation with Mariah was extra special since we have been friends for such a long time. And through so many seasons and adventures. I sure am going to miss seeing her sweet face. But thankfully, we've gotten really good at the long distance friendship thing. So check out the episode notes if you'd like to learn more about Bethel Church in Reading and the Supernatural School of Ministry. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Thank you to Lacey Canfield for allowing me to play her music in my podcast. I really encourage you to check out her on iTunes or wherever you purchase music. And another huge thank you to those of you who have left a comment, some stars, a message, or shared the podcast. I appreciate that so much. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you experience your own Actually I Can moments. Take care.